The Film Guide with Tim Stafford, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Film Guide. Uh, I, f- I feel a bit more at ease now because I'm back in the seat I'm normally in, uh, but uh, yeah, in front of me to take away my brief feeling of ease is Tim Stafford. He's back for more. Hello, Tim. Hello, Danny. You were brilliant last week. No joke. That's the last time I'll be genuine on this podcast, okay? Good to know. Thank you. I'm cutting <laughs> that bit. I uh, don't need you blowing smoke at me, Jaxie. Right. Anyway, I might leave that in, actually. I don't care anymore. Keep it in. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Thanks so, for having me. Uh, it's it's uh, always a pleasure. Um, <laughs> anyway, so what we're going to do with the with the old film guide here, as, as we do each week, but but if you are a regular listener, you will forgive us for explaining once again, because there could well be a new listener who, who, who isn't aware. But we look at the guide. In this, in this instance, it's Tim. We look at Tim's choice of films on free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. We also look at new releases on the, the streaming services. We have Tim's A to Z of movies, and we're up to the letter B this week. So we will um, see where we get to. He's not going to get a Z, is he? He's going to be up at, to. Like, it's just the second one. Out, out on his ear way before then. But anyway, just in case... <laughs> Like yeah, he's, he's a B this time around. We'll find out what that is later. We'll be looking at the also um, new releases on the streaming services, which I probably just mentioned. But we start things off with new releases in the cinemas. Now, loads of films come out each week, but there are only a couple that are likely to grace our cinemas locally. And the first one is... Who are you going to call to answer that question? I will answer it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> it's as if we rehearsed that. Ghostbusters colon asked... After- <laughs> Afterlife, sorry. That's that's an unfortunate slip, there, isn't it? After mentioning colons. Afterlife. After what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So the so the Ghostbusters are back, but we've had them back before. So what? How is this different? Because like only a couple of years ago, there was a Ghostbusters, and it was all back again. So so you know, for those who aren't that like with it, it's all a bit confusing now, isn't it? I'm obsessed with the Ghostbusters 2016 reboot, and that was a reboot. That was different narrative universe. It was, that wasn't a sequel, the one, the all-female Ghostbusters, Paul Feig's Ghostbusters, which was brilliant, in my opinion. Um, and that, so that was, that was like a definitely sort of parallel universe, different one. Um, and um, this is part three, Ghostbusters Afterlife, part three, okay? It's, it's a direct sequel to part two, Okay. Okay, so so it ignores the it reboots, does. yes, which which may or may not have more life in it. Um, who knows? But 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 this isn't part of that continuity. Yeah. This is the original continuity. So this follows Absolutely. on from the the massive hit from the eighties and its less massive sequel with um, with a different theme, wasn't it? Was it Bobby Brown who did Ghost, the Ghostbusters two theme? Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, so yeah. So it's so it's somehow linked to that. It is. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's kind of. A sequel, but obviously a sequel that we understand is obviously decades later, you know, so that so the the original group of Ghostbusters have moved on. I'm I haven't seen it, so I can't spoiler anything, but I'm assuming they do pop up in it. That's not a spoiler because I don't know. Well, have you uh, right? Well, um, if you would got the description there, because uh, there, there is a little bit of information that they give out in the description, isn't there? There is. Um, I haven't got it written down. Okay. But, uh, Shall I do it? <laughs> you can so, do so it. When it. So this is from the film company. So okay. I'm assuming it's okay to share this bit. Cool. So when a single mother and her two children moved in, to a new town, they soon discover that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters mm. and their grandfather's secret legacy. Mm. And given that they list the cast as well and it mentions some right. of the original ones you kind of know who's going to be cropping back up and there's a voice in the trailer that says we're closed what do you want or whatever and um, 
I assume that's Dan Aykroyd. So, you know, I'm not teasing anything. I have no insider knowledge other than suspicion. I saw the trailer the other day and it did sound like Dan Aykroyd. I don't know I that for a is. fact. But but the cast list, it's uh, Carrie Coon, uh, who I saw in uh, uh, oh, Fargo. She was in one of the series of the Fargo. TV series. Yes, I've never seen the TV series. It's very good, Love and, the film. and she was great in that. I've not seen her much else, but I, I gather she's fairly prominent. It's just I've missed her so far. Um, also, Finn Wolfhard, who <gasps> is from Stranger Things, and they're it? really going for a Stranger Things vibe. With I mean, so badly, yeah. so desperately hooking into the Stranger Things audience. Was he also in the Stephen King It? Was that Finn Wolfhard as well? Yes. Which again seemed to be trying to go for the Stranger Things vibe. Absolutely. But the irony is Stranger Things was inspired by all these things. And now everything's come around and now they're like hooking back into the Stranger Things nostalgia. It's so circular. It's it's so crazy. But Finn Wolfhard was also in The Goldfinch, if you saw that. He's done really well for himself. He's really, out of all those ones, apart from maybe Millie Bobby Brown, he's really broken out of that show. I mean, he's done great. And then also he's got Paul Rudd, who (gasps) everyone else seems to love. Of course. I stood next to him at a bar once. Okay. I, 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 so if I had to define Paul Rudd, I'd say he's a person who hangs around funny people. Um, and, and you're now looking at me with, with, with a lot. I'm scared by well, that. Well, he hung look. around near me, so that's true. Um, and people's sexiest man of the year. Okay. Well, recently good. revealed. I mean, yeah. No, I, I admit that he has a lot of fans. And charm. And I'm certain that if I were to meet him, I would feel bad about what I have said Well, I don't think you're going to now. He'll make sure it doesn't happen. No, maybe not. But also, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson and Sigourney Weaver are all in this movie. There was me being careful about the spoilers. Yeah, but it's listed. Is Sigourney Weaver in it? Because I, I still haven't had confirmation of that. So she is in it. It is. And it's, okay. all, it's all official. It's all the, the film company Absolutely. have released We don't know anything, so we haven't no. seen it. If they didn't want it to be said, they wouldn't have. You're absolutely right. I, I know they appear in it, but I don't think I don't think the focus is on them. That's all I'm saying. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> None of those people are in the trailer, except yeah. for possibly Dan Aykroyd's yeah. voice at the end of it. I but, think but it focuses on be, the other cast. I think the phrase cameo was built for this for this film. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, when I say they weren't in the trailer, they were, but there were pictures of them, and there was a little bit of video absolutely. footage in the trailer from the first movie. The advert. Y- yes, and, yeah. and, and and you know who knows? Maybe that's as much as is them in it and that's why but they're still credited because they're in it you know on a poster when there's big stars and it says and yeah and it's going to be an and i think well certainly that those last four names i just mentioned were at the end of the cast list so Absolutely. they're no by no means the stars of the movie but it does seem that paul rudd is so there you go but, and Carrie Coons yeah. And, yeah and the kids the yeah. next generation I think it's one of those what we call a legacy sequel it's the passing of the torch isn't it okay here's the old genera- here's the old guard and this is the possible new guard if we want to make three more <laughs> so that's Ghostbusters Afterlife which is out now uh, and then there's one other film that we're going to mention this week in the uh, cinema new releases isn't there King Richard King Richard, um, a t- 2021 American biographical drama directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green, written by Zach Balin, and it follows the life of Richard Williams, who he, you say, well, the father and coach of famed tennis players Venus and Serena Williams, those pair of legends. Will Smith playing that role. Not playing Venus and Serena. Will Smith playing the King but, Richard. But if anyone could, it would be him. Of course he could. And they could do that with, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they did that with Tom Hardy playing both of the craze. They could have... CGI? Yeah, Easy. they could have um, Will Smith playing both of the Williams I'd, sisters. I'd watch it. Yeah. Um, Sonia Sidney and Demi Singleton are um, S- uh, Venus and Serena. Okay. Uh, John Bernthal is in... I'm not oh, sure if I've said his name right. Is the Punisher. That, Bernthal? Bernthal? I think it's Bernatal, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I think so. That does sound like a cream you can get for disorders, doesn't it? You can go to the chemist and get it a is. bit of Bernatal for... It's the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be, wouldn't it? But anyway, um, yeah, so he's in there as well. 
<laughs> I mean, and, he's brilliant. Okay, and that comes out this week. Uh, so yeah, that, that's uh, th- those are the two that we're going to tell you about anyway. Yeah. And coming up, we'll be looking at the streaming service new releases. I believe there's one we're talking about this week. Tick, and we'll tick, find out. Boom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, there you go. Well, now you know what it is. All right. <laughs> we'll have that in a minute. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. Time now to look at the films on the streaming services this week and, uh, and you won't know this because we didn't reveal it at all at the end of the last <laughs> bit. Uh, but, uh, but there's one to talk about this week and it is... Tick, tick, dot, dot, dot. Boom! Exclamation mark! Right. Isn't that like a quote from um, Will Smith's song, isn't it? Like, boom, shake the room. Doesn't it go at the, in the, at the end of the chorus? It goes, tick, 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 boom. Ask King Richard, Will Smith. I don't know. I do like that song, though. Right. Anyway, go on then. Tell us about, well, about this tick, it's tick, boom. Netflix, and it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which would just make it worth watching full stop if it was just like a blank screen for two hours if you knew he had directed it or touched it in any way i would watch it i'm there maybe just me but you know so um what it is is it's a sort of semi-autobiographical sort of biopic of um jonathan larson and it was a musical jonathan larson wrote who he you ask jonathan larson was the man the genius i would say who wrote rent the musical which is like my favorite musical ever and he, this is the musical he did before Rent, and he really, it's a really sad story. Rent is obviously one of the most influential movies of the, uh, uh, musical, sorry, of the 90s and of all time. And he died about four days before it opened, just oh. during the preview. He, he had a heart condition and he just, which wasn't diagnosed and he collapsed and so, died. So he never get, got to see the, the enormity of Rent. Exactly. He saw it in its final form, but it's devastating. So that's, you know, um, but this is not, I don't think the film's about that. It's, it's an adaptation of the musical Jonathan Larson wrote before Rent, which is a semi-autobiographical story about a young man struggling to be creative and get his dream realised into a musical. Okay. And that musical was called Tick, Tick, Boom. Is that why this no, is called? No, the musical was called Superbia. Sorry, the mu- Sorry, the musical within the musical is called Superbia. Yes, the musical that Jonathan Larson wrote is called Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes. Right, so and this an film is called Tick, Tick, Absolutely. Boom. It's an adaptation of that musical, yes. Right, okay. That's all a bit meta and there's all like different levels really of that. I, that, that who, I can make my head scratch sometimes. <laughs> who is playing Jonathan Larson? Could it get better? No, it can't. One of the greatest actors of his generation, Andrew Garfield. Don't make a gag about he's just an orange cat. I can see your face doing it. You're going to do it. Don't do it. It's Andrew Garfield, who is a legendary, okay? Alexandra Ship's in it from X-Men. Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know. Okay, brilliant. All right. There's the talent in the club, but it's seriously. Andrew Garfield, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, sold. 
I mean, I can only I can I can only describe to the dear listener quite how many of your boxes this is ticking right now because you seem so you you're oh genuinely my God, it, I cry. Yeah, you're you're so excited about something. And can I get through? I don't think we can do it for copyright reasons. Can no. I get through this review without singing the entire two-hour score of Rent? Yeah, I'm going to say it's for copyright reasons, but it isn't just because. Let's of that. try. No, go. So let's uh, let's not. But that's Tick Tick Boom, which is out now on. Netflix. Netflix. Uh, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, which <gasps> is, is Hamilton... What? Why did you just draw a breath then? That's my gasp of... I can't quite what, look Just because I said his name? Brilliant, yeah. Of, okay. Like I'm imagining how brilliant well, he is. LMM, then, if that helps you. <gasps> uh, I know who you're referring to. <laughs> oh, dear me. Wow. Well, the director of that also was the bloke in, to do with that Hamilton thing. So uh, if you like that Hamilton thing, then this is... That was like rapping American history musical, wasn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, that small thing. Yeah. No, no, no. It's huge. It's and massive. Why did you I appreciate pull a face that. For Andrew Garfield. I'm not letting that go on. Was it because I'm going to walk out of here if you don't think he is one of the greatest acts of his generation? I mean, you made incredible. him. You made him sound like the Olivier of his era. He is the Olivier of his era. He wasn't even the best Spider-Man did of the, you, the his era. But... Did you see Angels in America at the National Theatre? No, you didn't. So end you, of. You that don't know I didn't actually. Well, I know you didn't. Uh, did you, just, you no but that's not the point that's not the point i might have done anyway let, enough of that um so uh tick tick boom which has everything about it that i think will make it incredibly popular because lin-manuel miranda is hot property he he, he does seem whatever he does turns to gold right now um and lin-manuel midas ander i didn't think that one through no I no talking. Carry no on. i'm not going to cut that either so people can just see what you're like um yeah with also andrew olivier garfield <gasps> And then two other people, oh, and one of them from High School Musical or, or Glee or something. Um, but uh, anyway, th- Vanessa Hudgens, show yeah. some respect. Yeah, all right. Talking to your mic and say that, Vanessa Hudgens, show some respect. Okay, will do. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so if you, if you like that sort of thing, I'm sure you'll love it. Uh, I, I'm not going to pretend that that's my cup of tea. It's not, it's not that sort of thing. If you like good stuff, you'll like it. End of. There you go. Yeah. He has spoken, uh, so it, it is it is decreed. But uh, but there you go. I, I'm certain, from what I know of my years of doing this sort of thing, that all those people will, yeah. will mean that this will be a very good thing if you like that thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a really, in all seriousness, it's a really good point. I mean, it's calibre, isn't it? It's calibre. Okay. See, to me, all that means is it's a non-alcoholic lager. So it's not quite as good as the That's real exactly thing. That's exactly right. It's a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. lager. It won't be bad for you, and it will still give you a buzz. That's what, exactly what I meant. Okay, Tick Tick Boom is out on Netflix right now. The Film Guide with Tim Stafford, part of the St. Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Part three is Tim's turn to, uh, in some way or other, just pick something that he wants to talk about and we let him do it. Um, the other hosts of this uh, this show, uh, they normally use it to focus on a particular film that is a favourite of theirs, but Tim is doing the A to Z of the cinema. Is that what we're calling it? It's the A Tim's to Z of something. I think. Well, it's not that, that doesn't sound healthy, but it was <laughs> Tim's A to Z of, of the cinema. Um, and we're up to the letter B. And B is for... Who could it be for? Brendan Fraser? Brad Pitt? Bruce Lee? Who's that? That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke, angry listeners. Yeah. B is for Burton, comma, Tim. Tim Burton. Right. Okay. My f- genuinely... I, it has been said, people say that I'm obsessed with a lot of things. Has it been said? Oh, sure. By you. <laughs> um, but genuinely, hands down, I will never change the answer. You ever ask me who my favourite film director is, Tim Burton, every time. Why? Just good question. So on every level, 
aesthetically which is a huge part of my appeal but it's not just that superficial aesthetically the visuals the style the focus of the narratives the outcast the the idea that normality is weird and freaky and it's the you know the creative and the kind of the the marginalized figures who are the much more healthy normal people i think of edward scissorhands or something you know the people all going off in their houses going to work every morning and the creativity of edward compared to them um the gothic style the the repertory the ensemble nature of it he always works with danny elfman those his music is hand in hand with his films johnny depp helena bonham carter that, yeah that. these are all regular players aren't they yeah that, that i love his stuff i love an auteur i love an auteur is there a film of tim burton's that you would describe as like it's like the most un-Tim Burton, Tim Burton the most film. Un-Tim Burton. Film. The, the reason why I ask you this is because I was recently having a discussion with somebody about David Lynch. Yeah. And we were talking about, and I said I thought that maybe Dune would be a film that is an un, and, and it was yeah. probably his most commercial, his most sort of studio-based film that he did because some of his stuff is it really weird. Wasn't commercially. <laughs> but but then there was another one which I think was called The Straight Story. Yes, just the man on the tractor. Yeah, and and that was. That was had none of the David Lynch trappings about them. I thought that was just a story Linear about a story. Yeah, and it was about it was based on a, a true story as well, I think. Um, and and it just was a very simple story about this old man driving a tractor across America. And even the title alludes to it. This is a straight story. Yeah, I'm not doing any. Yeah. Not getting any bells and whistles with this. And, and and somebody said to me, if you didn't know that was yeah. David Lynch, you wouldn't have thought watching it. Oh, it's a bit Lynchian. Yeah. So, but 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 Tim Tim Burton is such a visual filmmaker. His style, Absolutely. you can. See spot a mile whether i didn't mean it's like that a right. stick of rock isn't it unless you know if you, it, there is it doesn't matter if his name was taken off every movie and you'd never seen them before you'd straight away think well that's tim burton the movie. perfect definition of an auteur you've just given that's what is an auteur yeah. if you took the name off it mm. you'd know who it was but i wondered if there was anything where you say oh yeah but you know then he did and then mentioning a film that perhaps isn't and you just think oh was that him as well so for me probably big eyes Okay, was that with uh, Ewan McGregor? No, that was Big Fish. Ah, close. So that that's quite Tim Burton-esque, because it's fairy tale like uh, But Big Eyes is the one with Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz, about the, a true story about the woman and the husband, who the woman who painted those 60s pictures of kids with big oh, eyes that yeah. won every wall in America. And then the husband took the credit for it. But it was revealed through a court case, and right. it all went very sour that he was... It was she was the original artist for them, and he wasn't. He was just masquerading. Fascinating story, biopic. Um, so surely that's if he's going to do a least... film called Lovelace. Uh, w- w- I didn't mean that. He's going to do a, f- <laughs> a film called Big Eyes. He'd have gone for. There'll be a reason why I just made that slip. Okay. He'd have gone for Amanda Seyfried. So. <laughs> Sorry. Surely, if you were going to make a film called Big Eyes, you'd have had Amanda Seyfried in that. She's got like massive eyes, half love... of her head. Yeah, but the, it's I said Lovelace because in my head I couldn't think of Amanda Seyfried's she is in name. That film, isn't she? And I was, and so I just quickly looked up Lovelace because I knew it was the star of you that. You got away with that one, just yeah. Okay, just so yeah. Big Eyes is probably the most. Shall I tell you what I think? I thought you were going to ask me what is the most Tim Burton film, but I really liked that you well, that asked was, me what was the least seeming well, Tim Burton. Really because also sometimes you see filmmakers grow into their style and some people Absolutely. like that um, would grow into it and maybe some of the earlier films would not quite look like that or possibly maybe they might have been asked to do a particularly big budget studio film where they maybe didn't get quite as much of a say in how it looks. You're right, um, but Burton, sort of first film, Pee Wee Herman, um, Tim Burton from the go and that mm. that confidence and and he sort of created his own new style and the stu- and it was commercial he's made yeah. fortune his films yeah. have made fortune Alice in Wonderland made like a billion dollars and he loves he loves he loves bees as well doesn't he because he goes for you know 
no, well, I don't know if this is to do with the fact that he's Burton, but mm. but you know some of his biggest films: Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman, Batman Big Returns, Big, Big Eyes. Yeah, he didn't do all of those, did he? Yeah, I thought you just said Big oh, Fish. That, so Big that's Fish why was you said him. you and McGregor. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was him. I'm sorry, I, did you? I, I didn't did. realize that was Tim Burton. No, it as is. Well. That's right. it's a good, good shout. Yeah, okay. no, Big Fish, Big Eyes. Yeah, right. so they're all beasts. Absolutely. No, it's true actually, and he does a lot of as well. Um, if you, had his, if you had all of his films on a shelf, uh, alphabetically, they would all mainly be in the B section. They'd all be weighing down yeah. the B end. It's but, a bit like um, George Clooney and O's. Bumbo. His... Oh, no, Dumbo, sorry. That was Tim Burton, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, fantastic. Okay. He um, he does a lot of adaptations as well. He does a lot of adaptations. So even Mars Attacks is based on trading cards. I mean, he, he he's just so creative. What That Frank and Weenie was his own short film adapted. He, yeah. he will... He will really just seize on stuff and adapt it. He's so Mars great. Attacks was great, but, oh, but I gather didn't perform so well. I, I think possibly partly because the audience didn't really get it. He, like the American audience, whom, whom in some ways it was poking a little bit of fun at about the, the stupidity of Americans. But anyway, uh, Mars Attacks didn't do so well for him um, commercially, but I thought it was a wonderful film, oh, really funny and clever. One of my favourites. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, visually st- astounding. There, are, you're right about the visuals. There are visuals in Tim Burton's films that just stay in your head. I mean, okay, I'm obsessive, but for for years. Where, where do you sit on uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? <gasps> Love it. I mean, it's Tim Burton. I mean, there's not one film that I've never ever had anything less than absolute hundred percent love for. He's just. There's no off day for Tim Burton. For where, me, where do you feel that film fits in terms of the look of a Tim Burton film? Because did you feel mm-hmm. that there was less Tim Burton in that movie? Because I felt there were certainly bits of it where you think, wow, that's that's clearly Tim Burton's style. That's mm-hmm. Tim Burton. But there were bits that weren't. And I thought that was actually to the movie's betterment. I thought that it, it played well that he didn't go too far. I agree with you. I think he went into that thinking, everyone's going to think I'm going to design this in exactly a way and he never gives you the same thing twice but okay there is recognizable elements but it's always different and and i think you're right he could have made that really look tim burton i'm doing um speech marks yeah they were well quotes. on the radio yeah yes they do don't they yeah and um, do, do them near the mic he doesn't but he he doesn't but um <laughs> that was the sound of them um but he he let me know when you need them i can do that again thank you not now um okay. he doesn't um he doesn't go into that like that. He could have made that a real dark fairy tale. He doesn't. It's sort of set in like, it's the kind of a 60s Florida look to it, isn't there? And stuff. And then there's like a British kind of house, haunted house feel to it. You're absolutely right. He doesn't really go into that. There's some real gems in his back catalogue that kind of have, some of them have not been financially successful. Dark Shadows, which is wonderful. That was um, Johnny Depp and yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, wasn't it? Hella Bonham Carter. Yeah. yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, brilliant. What, one, of the, one of the best things about Miss Peregrine's, mm. that film, I thought, was Eva Green. Who I think, if oh. ever there was an actress like born to be a Tim Burton like performer, it was her. And she's in Dumbo as well, yeah. so I think she's joined. Oh, the... She's probably tipexed that out for a, a CV by now. I thought. Okay, I'm not happy about that. Um, but she's, <laughs> she's, um, she sort of joined on on the. I, I literally see his his kind of repertory company as like a, you know traveling players, a band, and she's jumped on that wagon now, and she's part of it because she's yeah. she is so. A little bit of a shame that as she jumped on, she elbowed off Helena Bonham Carter, but but Unnecessary. yeah. She's um. She's, <laughs> Don't blame me. She's so. She's so. Um, you're right. If ever there was someone born to be in her films, it's like Christina Rishi, who's actually only been in one of his films, which is probably one of my favourite, Sleepy Hollow. And she was like, I remember the review at the time and said, because she'd been in the Adams Family films, it said, and it was a perfect description, Christina Rishi, you only think she's been in Tim Burton films and she hadn't been in any up to the time, but she is, she's another one who he's, she looks like one of his drawings. <laughs> she, you literally, if he drew a doodle, big eyes, 
pale face be be Christina Rishi, you know. Okay. There you go. So B is for Burton. Um oh. not Richard Burton either, Tim Burton. Oh. Um, imagine if those two worked together. Anyway. Well it would be a miracle. Wouldn't it just? Um but uh if you had to pick a favourite Burton film oh. Okay, so what would I go back to? Any one would be brilliant, but I would probably get the ones I'd go back to. The one? Are... Can I have two? No, one. I haven't got space on the poster for two. Oh, one. Okay. Batman Returns. There you go. One of the great, the, the best Batman film of all time. Interesting you choose that one over the original one, because that's a controversial view, but I share that. I think he did I, a better job with the I've probably one. seen Batman. I've seen all of his films loads mm. of times, but I would, I've seen Batman. The ratio of me seeing Batman to Batman Returns is like 10 to yeah. 1. I like. love Batman. But I think he was better in Batman. I Returns. think Batman Returns is the be- out of every Batman film that's ever existed, it's the best Batman. Yeah, film. I think you're right. I, Thank who, you. Who'd have thought that? Oh, should we agree? Should we stop now? We're agreeing. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated. So will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. Time for the final part of this week's film guide. This is where we look. Oh, goodness gracious me, help us. We look at Tim's choices of the films on Free Twitter TV for a week. Tim is doing a... Um, Unique dance. This, this, I just want to say, this part of the gun is not sponsored by Film 4, even though nearly every film is from Film 4. I mean, in fairness to Film 4, though, you know, because Film 4 are a producer and so often show their own films uh, over other movies... And you know they've got five. I'm clearly of the audience, aren't I? For film <laughs> but they have they have great they they Quality they've made stuff. some great films over the years, and those films are going to end up on their channel. And then I think they the other films that they didn't produce but they put on, they have to keep that quality high. So they you know yeah. Although the first one, I, I mean, certainly when Film Four first launched, they had something of a part of what they were advertised as being was they weren't just showing any old film they were showing a certain type of film it was a, a film for film was right. might have been train spotting shallow grave yeah yeah so it wasn't just film for films but they were sh- they i think there was an, a, an advertising campaign about the channel that said something about being a, a film for indie film. art house yes. fargo example yes. yeah, coen that, brothers exactly it. that sort of thing Absolutely. so films that fit within the, the oeuvre of film it's a for. brand yeah uh, even if it's not actually a film in for the same film. way that movie does it's curated isn't it very much curated that was certainly how it used to be whether it still is or not I don't know but, but certainly a few choices from film well, 4 let's talk about the first film and we'll soon shatter that the image the first one on film 4 is Fantastic 4 oh it's a lot of F's there okay a lot of F in f- I, movies so remember last time disclaimer here remember last time when I said I chose some of those um, films that the theme on the mic there you go that the film was like kind of um, a bit like Exodus and I was saying about the theme was they were kind of whitewashing films and stuff and I, I said it's not I'm not necessarily picking them because they're, they're amazing films they're just kind of interesting to me 
Okay. So, so this is this first one. It's Fantastic Four. Now, I'm a big comic book fan. I don't know if you oh, know you kept that, that quiet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, some people get a PhD in it. But, yeah. Um... yeah. But other people <laughs> do that with proper subjects. But you know, whatever. All right. Um, um, and um, <laughs> the this film is possibly. I know what my worst film of all time is, but it's not this. But it's no? just, is it the sequel to this? No, oh, there okay. isn't a sequel to it. Never. Thank goodness it never made it to a sequel. Um, this isn't the Chris Evans one. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, this is a more this recent one. This is the Josh Trank ah, okay. reboot. Yeah, by the way, it, Chris Evans, not the one off of the like Radio 2 Breakfast Show, Chris Evans, the other Chris not. Evans. Who's coming up later. Um, but okay. dreadful. I mean, honestly, one of the worst abominations to ever have even, how it even got out of the editing suite and got released. What, this film? Dreadful. So basically what you're saying is don't watch this one. Make sure you're it's not watching film four. See it once. Especially if you're a comic book fan, just to see. When people complain about some quite good comic book films, say they're awful, they have no basis for context unless they've seen this film. Okay. so It was a disaster, so, production-wise, everything. So, the, so the, the message here is, if you've ever seen a, a, a superhero movie and you thought, oh, that's rubbish, mm. you haven't seen this one. It's literally, there's loads, there's fascinating stories with Josh Trank, the director, and everything that went wrong behind the thing. But like, there's hardly any action sequences in it. But let me just say, I have to say this, because I don't want these people listening. I know the cast of this are probably listening to this podcast. I can't bear it. The frustration, because the cast is fantastic, okay? No pun. The the cast often don't really have much of a bearing on how good or bad a film is. Especially a big studio. Yeah, because they might have so little to do with the end product and you know they might have done a far better take earlier on that was never used and they you know this yes so i don't think they would take it personally that you said this about the The casting is so um unintuitive in a brilliant way and i love not obvious casting so there's miles teller michael b jordan who is one of my fate i'm obsessed with michael b jordan okay i'm obsessed with him kate mara and jamie bell and jamie bell is the thing i mean you'd never think of casting him as that in a million years and the cast is so breaks my heart, so wasted in this film. It's the plot, everything. It just okay. fell apart. Well, that's fantastic. I'm worried that you've slightly missed the point of this. So, no, so, it's interesting. So Watch it's it. It's one of the worst movies you're ever going to see. It's one of the worst super, superhero movies ever. But for curiosity value, it's an exercise in okay. more filmmaking. Well, that sold it to me. So basically, Friday the nineteenth of November, seven o five p.m. Read a book. But um, or, or film four, no, fantastic four. It. Okay, um, let's move on though, because I've got a feeling you're going to say something different on this one, and I'm going to oh try God. and limit you to just forty-five minutes on this movie. Okay, I'm trying not to cry. Saturday, the twentieth of November, film four, once again, six fifty-five p.m. The Greatest Showman, the greatest film of all time. I mean, literally, and I'm not over-exaggerating. Genre-defining and era-defining as a cultural product, this film. What genre does it define? Musicals. Okay. And what era does it define? Uh, The last five years. Okay. Everyone's obsessed with it. Okay. I mean, it was a film that that was in the UK cinema box office for such a long time because on our old film show, we used to do the top 10 every week. Right. And we mentioned this film for well over (laughs) six months and we just ran out of things to say about it because it almost vanished... But then they they reissued it to cinemas as a sing along version with with the words up on the screens, and it soared back up the box office it again. It was a studio's dream because it it didn't open small, but it opened okay, like good, even no better than yeah. okay. But then it explodes. So it didn't have the big opening weekend and then tail off. No. Most films tail off average of sixty five percent second weekend. This just grew and it had legs and it ran. And then kids got into it and started singing the songs. Yeah, it. 
And it was those sing-along oh. versions that, that, that made it an event to go to. And then, and then it just kept it alive for such a CD long... album, then a CD album of covers of the songs done by Pink and other artists, James Arthur. It just had legs and legs and legs. It is, a, it is just joy from start to finish. There you go. That's uh, The Greatest Showman film. By the way, you haven't said what it's about. What is it about? Okay, it's about Hugh Jackman. It's not, is it? He's yes, playing it someone. It's the not... Gr- my favourite actor of all time, and it's Zendaya, it's Zac Efron, and it's Aquaman's Yaya Abdul-Mateen, second. Rebecca Foster. I mean, just the cast alone. Seriously, it's just... Okay, it's about Barnum. I was going to say, answer the question. It's about Barnum, but it's about singing. And do you know what? If I'd been presenting that show... This is P.T. Barnum, who was kind of the inventor of the circus, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? If I'd presented that show when you had to mention it every week, I'd have made it easy because I'd done a song every week. Yeah. That also made it easy for for counting the listeners because there wouldn't have been any left. (laughs) So anyway, there you go. That's The Greatest Showman, Saturday the 20th of November, film for 6.55pm. Please don't tell Tim, I haven't seen it. Uh, We move on now to Sun... Hang on, are you serious? It would seem so. Okay, we're going to watch it and do a live pod along to it. Okay, I'm busy then, but yeah, all right. You don't know when. Oh, I get it, right, okay. Please forgive Tim. There is a time delay between my studio and his. Uh, Sunday the twenty-first. He's in front of me, idiot. Sunday the twenty-first of November. Film four once again, six fifty p.m. Pacific Rim Uprising. This sounds like a toilet product. I see what you're saying. You're it does not sound like on the quality of the film. Otherwise, I get angry. Okay, it's brilliant. No, but it's just the name of it, Pacific Rim, does like, sound like a like product. Toilet duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get it. Not funny, but I get it. Um, okay. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising, shout out to Stephen S. DeKnight, one of the greatest directors, did Daredevil, Spartacus, and one of the nicest people in the world on Twitter. I'm going to tweet him and tell him I mentioned well, him this well, week. Well, hang on I love him. Go back there slightly. I thought Stanley Kubrick did Spartacus. TV series. Oh, okay. Was there a TV series? Is that a joke? No. One of my favourite TV series of all time. Okay. Like, I'll get on to that. I'll put that on the list. Um, the most violent, explicit TV series of all time, like right. literally, but brilliant. Yeah. You've Absol- clearly not seen The Golden Girls, um, but all right. <laughs> anyway, Absolutely brilliant. Pacific Stephen Rim, S. Tonight, oh, brilliant right. director. Okay. Uh, just a sequel, John Boyega, Scott, yeah. son of your fave, Clint Eastwood, but Scott Eastwood. Um, absolutely brilliant. Sequel to Pacific Rim, Kaiju, big monsters, big robots. What more could you want? And if you know how some films crying out for a sequel, Pacific Rim's the sort of film you go and see and like, that universe needs to continue. Yes, let's have more big robots fighting big monsters. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that's what I said when I saw it. You didn't um, see it. I did, actually. I did. Loved it. I did. I saw thought, it in IMAX. Yeah. Any film should be seen yeah. in IMAX. Fantastic. Yeah, so if you really enjoy Godzilla films, then this would yeah. be for you. It's a big, big, epic monster and robots and Anime smashing things up. And, yeah, and, and, you know, they, and they do it well. It, it, it's brilliant. It, it's done well. And and also, from what I remember of it, it was um, the, the sort of the, the human bits in it just were say, quite good as well. I was going to say, John Boyega is brilliant in this. Yeah. He's not in the first one, he's in the second one. He's the heart of this movie. Eastwood is brilliant. Scott Eastwood's a great actor. But mm. Stephen Estee Knight is a real, he he always keeps that human thread going through the story. Is it time yet for a little Clint Eastwood fact? Oh, let's have a Stephen Estee Knight fact. Go on. Oh, and then apparently he directed Spartacus. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, he created it. Currently. No, it's just, uh, if you... <laughs> 
If you look on Wikipedia mm. for, for Clint Eastwood and look at how many children he's got, it's not a precise answer. Huh? I just, it was just something the other day where, because um, two, two of his children were in a film of his that I watched recently, and apparently one of them up until that point wasn't even a legitimate child, but she was listed with the surname Eastwood, so she's got added. But apparently, it's a bit like Boris Johnson. If you look up how many children he's got wow. on Wikipedia, exactly it says at least mind. five. And, uh, and, <laughs> uh, for, yeah, and for Clint Eastwood, it says at least eight. Oh, Thank um, you for that. Thank you for hijacking my review of Pacific River. I wasn't. I, I really was, appreciate that. I wasn't hijacking anything. I you was, did. I was enhancing it. You slightly. hijacked it like you that. finished, and I added a bit. You hijacked it like that. Like um, well, while you're thinking of a good analogy, Alan Rickman hijacked that tower in that Christmas film Die Hard. Okay, Christmas film that came out in the summer, by the yeah, way. I don't yeah. think it's a Christmas film. Actually, controversial, but carry on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is, but but it also came out in the summer. Okay. So the Christmas films don't normally come out in the summer. Well, Batman Returns is a, is a Christmas film, and that came out in the summer. So, so let's move on. Monday, the twenty second of November. Then <gasps> it's not awkward in here anymore. Uh, film four, six forty five p.m. Film four once again. Huntsman Winter's War. <gasps> How have we got to the second week of me, and I haven't mentioned you know who? I think I did probably mention him last week, did I? Charlize Theron. I love Charlize Theron. She's I, great. She is astoundingly good but how have i not mentioned ding 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 hemswatch chris hemsworth okay i'm totally lost here by now but you know what hemswatch is don't deny i know you're a fan of 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 all the hemsworth brothers there's about six so far i love anything no at least three (laughs) um i love anything like celebrity brothers and siblings the Olsons, the Jonases, the Jonai, plural, the Hemsway, plural. Right. I, I'm obsessed with that kind of dynamic. I don't yeah. know why. The, yeah, so there are technically, there are three of them there so far, three. aren't there? Yeah. And, and you've got Chris Hemsworth, yeah. who is Thor. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the other, oh my word, I've just forgotten his name now. Sorry, you're looking at me so badly. Le, 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 no, well, there's Luke Hemsworth. Yeah. He wasn't the one I was thinking of then. But Luke oh, Hemsworth's it's... the one that was in uh, Westworld. Yeah, and he's in Thor in a cameo playing okay. Thor in a play. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, Matt yeah. Damon's in that Matt little Damon. cast, isn't he? Yeah. yeah and, and so's um, Anthony, no, not Anthony Hopkins, Sam, Sam Neill. Neil. Sam Lovely. Neill. Lovely, yeah. lovely stuff. Lovely little cameo bit. Lovely. But no, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth, go on, who's the other Hemsworth? Liam. Liam Hemsworth. Right, I've got yes. Fred's listening. He'll be enraged at that because they're lovely. Right. And he was in the Expendables. Liam Hemsworth. Every one of us is expendable. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay, <laughs> but, but you're a big fan. There was a TV. I there was a, a web series that was called Con Man, which was about um, following Alan Tudyk. Um, it was a fictional character that he, but it was based on him. Right, and. In it, that, that he kept saying it, it's so difficult to get a job in Hollywood because they keep finding new Hemsworths and oh, and, and uh, yeah, and his, the other character and it kind of said, I believe they're up to six now. Why do they? Keep, how do they keep finding new ones? And uh, do you know what yeah. the most pl- one of the most pleasing things about the last? That's why I love Ghostbusters as well. The emergence of Chris Hemsworth from action hero into comedian as well. Br- that's pleased me no end. He's okay. so funny. So so you 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 see him as the diverse Chris Hemsworth. He's got range. Hem- Diveworth. That didn't really work. You should think these things and check them with me before yeah, you I say should. them Sorry. out loud. Hemsworth. Anyway, Huntsman Winter's War. This is a sequel? Yeah, to The Snow White and The Huntsman with Kristen Stewart. She's not in this one. Okay. So it carries on the story. So it's really, they've taken out the main character of the first one and they continued the story with um, with one of the other main characters in it. And okay. it's kind of, it's both. It, it's a prequel and a sequel. And that's not, I'm not being clever, clever when I say that. It's like. Is that a side quill? I believe that is. I'm not. I haven't just made that up. I'm sure I heard that somewhere else. A tweakquel, two sequel, prequel, tweakquel. Um, 
and yeah no it's good Um, it's really good considering I just made that up you wouldn't be able to tell Um, and um, so it goes backwards and forwards not in a poor not in a poorly structured way in a good way it goes back to his tells a story about what happened before he met Snow White but then it carries on with what's happening now so it's it's really good really good cast oh and Emily Blunt as well joining the cast I mean what a cast seriously Okay, that's uh, Huntsman Winter's War. That's film four, 6.45pm on Monday, the 22nd of November. Let's move to uh, Tuesday, the 23rd of uh, November. Once again, film four, 11.10pm, Morris. Maurice. And I think, I'm not being petty, petty it is Maurice. Um, and I think... A little bit, little, <laughs> yeah, little bit petty, I don't think I'm going to convince right. him that Ma- I wasn't being petty. Okay, there. Maurice. 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 Okay. And I think this actually, it's funny we talked about this in the intro, unplanned, because this is actually a film for film, I think. This is one of those ones that was actually, like, if you get the DVD, it's a film for DVD. It was made, you know, it was one of them. Merchant Ivory. Mm-hmm. One of my absolute loves, Howard's End, one of my favourite films. But this is Maurice, an early Merchant Ivory film based okay, so on... not as well known, is it? No, and it's ba- and, and the novel isn't as well known. E.M. Forster's, you know, famous, very famous, Room of the View, um, you know, uh, Howard's End. But this is Maurice. This is a, a, a book, an early book. And he didn't publish... It pu- was published posthumously. I always get um, Howard's End and Howard's Way confused. One was an 80s soap set in the world of yacht building. Yeah, but the listener may not. They're so arrogant. They might not know. Well, hopefully it has been forgotten. Sorry, Howard's Way fans. I've got a friend. I've got one friend who will will hate me for saying that she loves Howard's Way. Do you want to name her now just to add to the embarrassment? Penny. Wow. She loves Howard's Way. You've got a former friend called Penny. She'll be proud of that. Um, So Maurice, he uh, published posthumously because E.M. Forster was gay and... He couldn't, um, you know, he, it was quite sort of semi-autobiographical, the tale, but fictionalised very much so. And he kind of, um, you know, he felt it couldn't be published until after his, his death, basically, you know, with, with the illegal status of homosexuality in his lifetime. Um, and, and a very kind of, um, very different for something like Brokeback Mountain, which is able to be much more explicit and, you know, much more kind of open about its homosexuality. Um, and Maurice is kind of a very gentle kind of... Um, very coy love story about about a man coming to terms with sexuality very good though great cast young Hugh Grant Rupert Graves Simon Callow James Wilby Denholm Elliott I mean really really good cast okay that's Maurice that's uh, a film for 11.10pm on the 23rd of uh, November let's move to Wednesday the 24th of November 6.55pm on you've guessed it film 4 it's Gifted also starring McKenna Grace I've noticed who's in Ghostbusters Afterlife as wow. well. Um, Chris Evans. Not that Chris Evans, the other Chris Evans. The only proper Chris Evans, yeah. <sighs> Ooh, I do like the other Chris Evans, yeah. but I mean, Chris Evans is the king of Chris's. Okay. Does that not confu- Do you not ever get ever so slightly confused if you heard that Chris Evans is going to be a guest on something? Yeah, do you, do you I ever do think, think oh, it's when, mad. Which one it could be? I've often thought it's mad. It never yeah. sort of loses its madness, does no. it? That? And agree. I'm sure they've pro- they must have met by now. I'm sure he probably was a guest He's at some famous. point. One I mean, was a guest on the other person's show, I'm sure. Chris Evans is famous, isn't he? Yeah. And, I mean, and, and, admittedly, only really in this country. He wouldn't be known beyond no, these shores. but I mean... And also, if Chris Evans, if they were both actors, they wouldn't be able to have the same name, would no. they? Um, equity rules, guys. But like, yeah, so no, interesting. But um, yeah, Gifted. Single, tugs at the heartstrings. Single man Frank Adler attempts to raise his child prodigy niece, Mary. However, his plans for a normal school life for the youngster are foiled when the youngster's mathematical abilities come to the attention of Frank's formidable mother, Evelyn. Not Evil Lynn from He-Man, Evelyn. I got it. You know, it was years before I got that. One day I was sitting there. I was like, "Evil Lynn." <laughs> that means Evelyn. Amazing. 
gifted everybody gifted yeah. as, as tim said demonstrating he is not so um that's uh, that's the film uh, gifted uh, which was only from a couple of years ago it's a relatively yeah. recent movie 2017 I mean, anything with chris evans end of story well that's my review. i mean that's that's just yeah goes without saying really it does. doesn't it um but uh, yeah directed there by uh, mark webb who did a spider-man movie <gasps> Is that right? He did two, yeah. He did two, did he? Yeah. Who, Do you know who, who was in his? Oh, was it was it um old um the Cat- Olivier of the Olivier of the contemporary generation? Oh, Catman Garfield. TV's no Hollywood's Andrew Garfield. Right. Okay. Anyway, yes. So, Gifted is the movie there that is the penultimate choice for uh, the film. Uh, film guide this week uh, that's on film four on wednesday the 24th of november 6 55 p.m you sound so relieved when you say penultimate no i'm building i'm building up i'm building up now because the final film uh for the week uh that tim has chosen is on uh thursday the 25th of november on great movies not film four or sony uh, no, we we're, were off air. We we're trying to establish what channel it actually was because some of these uh, freeview channels have actually gone through um, some rebranding recently. Mm. But this is great movies, it's, which is number thirty-three on your freeview thingy. If you if you do that, um, and it's called uh, the film is called Away. It's on at one thirty-five a.m. So technically, the wee small hours of the Friday morning, but that still counts as a Thursday. And film. the irony is, the viewers might, the listeners, sorry, might not be awake. <laughs> But nonetheless, I see what we did there. That's, that's, that's good, would not it? It's, it's something in the region. So, <laughs> tell us all about it. Okay, so there are some films that are just absolute little gems. And by that, I don't mean big spectacle films that are going to be like your favourite film forever. I just mean a film that, to be fair, you might have gone with kind of low to average expectations for. And that is not, I'm not being shady there, you know. But they're just little gems. And this is one of those, I saw it at the cinema. We went along and the idea for it sounds really B-movie, okay? So let me tell you the idea for it. Okay, a man undergoing heart surgery, and that's played by Hayden Christensen, um, regains consciousness during the operation. I mean, that sounds like B-movie horror, but remains paralyzed, is unable to alert the doctors to his suffering. The pain pushes pushes him into an alarming out-of-body experience during which he discovers someone is planning to murder him. Okay, wait, wait, wait. That sounds so gimmicky. I know it sounds really... No, that sounds good. It, well, it is, but I, I'm not even apologising for it. It sounds so... I saw the trailer and then I remember a friend said to me, Marina, my good friend said to me, oh, her friend had gone to see it and said it's brilliant. And I was like, oh, it doesn't look that good. It just looks a bit B-movie. And then she said, go. And Marina was right and the friend was right. And it was it was so entertaining. And I don't... The, it's literally one of those films, the less you know, that's enough to sell you, but I'm not going to tell you any more. The less you know the better just go and watch it don't read anything about it interesting cast as well Um, you mentioned Hayden Christensen you've got Jessica Alba Terence Howard Lena Olin who I I remember watching her in Alias if you ever watched that the thing with Jennifer Garner don't you always associate Lena Olin with like very much thrillers in that genre thrillers to me 90s 90s thrillers yeah, yeah, she did because she did a few of those sorts of things. She, the unbearable lightness of being was a film oh, I remember yeah, her being in. Juliet Binoche, uh, yeah, and and also Chocolat. Yeah, Juliet actually, neither of those are thrillers. No. Sorry, and Romeo yeah, with Juliet Binoche. Yeah, Romeo is bleeding. She did as well. I just um, always associate it with thrillers. Maybe it's just well, Romeo is bleading is definitely a thriller, and that was a quite film. a big film. Um, That's a great film. But uh, but yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, that, that awake looks like it's I'm, worth staying up. for. Honestly, I'm not going to tell you any more about it. It's so brilliant. It's yeah. great. Turns out in the end, though, it was all a dream, and he was, he was having a shower. In the end, he's Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. If you want, uh, okay. That concludes the film guide for another week. Tim, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, which of those movies you've just <gasps> listed would be your film of the week? If you had to choose one, if if I could only watch one of those this week, which one should so I watch? Andrew Garfield. 
oh. in it. Hang on, let me check. No, sadly not. So, Huntsman Winter's War, because it's got Chris Hemsworth in it. That would be your film of the week. Yeah. Okay, it's good to know. Thank you very much for that. Next week on the Film Guide, it's the return of Chris Aikman with producer Sam. Uh, they will be here doing that then. And uh, yeah, I see the noise has just kicked in. We literally record in a boiler room, and the boiler's just come on at just the right time. So anyway, we are done now. Um, Tim, thank you very much. Thank Do you, you want to say goodbye to the listener? Honestly, thanks for having me. It's an honour. Thank you.